Yeah. Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. Welcome. Thanks for joining us again. Hope everyone had a great week. Do you know, my week was going great until... They banned these bad boys. But not yet, right? Like, I it's mean, legal. It's What's going on? Is, are we committing <laughs> a crime or I don't what? Know. <laughs> are we committing crimes? I mean, if it feels like we are. Dude, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, there's no more damage you can do to labor. They're not going to, like, you know what I mean? They're not going to be like, that's it, final straw for you. Like, those yeah, like, yeah, come on, give me. They're not going to. Like, I know you don't do many favors for me, but can I just have this one? <laughs> just this one last. As Fox News would say, freedom path. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I, like, I think we're fine. You can get these. Uh, you can Dead. still get them with a prescription if you've got a prescription. <laughs> what's the prescription? Yeah, what's Boredom. The... Nicotine addiction. <laughs> Nicotine well, you know what? Actually, Ali, come on. You should get the prescription. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking like maybe, maybe I try and quit. <laughs> I'm going to try and not. Like, in all honesty, this is actually going to be good for me because I'm properly vaping now yeah you're, yeah, you're bringing them in yeah it's i'm like i'm like properly bringing them in i'm like i don't like that i don't uh, like that so maybe see, it's for the best yeah it's, i'm actually completely on board with it this is like look everyone's, this is another yet another reason why i like dictatorships i yeah, like yeah. it when the government says no you're not allowed to do this because look it's a it's false. Man, i run a self-help channel and i fully admit it's pathetic and hypocritical of me that Look, I don't vape unless Ali's around and then I'm just constantly bumming it like some poor first-year uni student. Yeah. I mean, I've got the dress attire for it. And, yeah, like, I just, I can't help myself. I've, I've tried. I, low Lord, how I have tried. But it's, it's, just, your vice. it's just it's your so, vice. I don't know, my entire family has always been addicted to cigarettes. And Same, I, my mum. Dude, like, the only way that I can do it is if it's just not there. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but that's how. So, uh, can turkey. I have some of that, man? <laughs> you can. Like, I, th- I think smoke that some of that less freedom. Yeah, this is a, hey, maybe we should Dave, all take off the ban. <laughs> it's inhibiting. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, just a shucky ducky kind of day. This is this is maybe this is it. We can all, This is it. Yeah. Well, maybe this is the last one. Maybe we should. I won't. And this look, is it. Just boys. Thank God. Mm, I'm happy. Like, actually. I know. I like the fact that it doesn't feel. Like, you know, you have. One cigarette, and you feel bad for the next three days. I reckon, like you can still taste it when you wake yeah, up after it. a couple of days. It. It's terrible. It. This you have to pump like half of one of these before you start being like, ah, "I went a bit too hard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do like that. <clears throat> yeah, but I just, like, come on, guys, it can't be good for you. No, no, no. It's definitely no. not good for you. But no. like, the there's early, nail polish in it. But you know what's actually happening? It's like. Everyone that's at the helm of making the decision of banning it, all of their kids are vaping and they know Yeah, that. that's the reason. Because, dude, it has taken over by a storm. Do you know, like... Yeah, kids are doing it. I, I do agree with one thing that they're <laughs> saying. It's like, this isn't actually a demand-driven thing. It's A lot of it is actually literally supply-driven. Because what's happened is, on one hand, like, your tobacco sales have collapsed, right? And all of these tobacconists have no way to make money so they're all selling vapes and it's become really like because my partner's a teacher and every f- child is vaping. is vaping yeah and it is it's not good that's it's, it's actually gonna f- generation that's so good i'm so <clears throat> glad labor banned smartphones and they banned vapes i mean yeah, really sick. it's the two smartest policies i don't know if that if that's no, smart. That was the, the first kid <clears throat> chris means did when he came in he was just like no phones at school yeah. immediately yeah. statewide oh, so smart yeah, yeah, so okay. smart 
But that, dude, that was a thing when we were kids, too. Like, because I remember when we were younger, they had phones. We got those phones. And, yeah. But at least we weren't allowed to bring them to school. And if we did bring them to school, they'd get confiscated. Yeah, but that's because you went to a good school. Yeah, we were allowed. Yourself and I went to <laughs> we were they didn't but, give a fuck but the thing is like they we, just, they, the only reason they banned Pokemon cards is because we started beating each other up <laughs> yeah I remember banning they banned Pokemon cards in year 6 and I remember being like oh what I can't play the game and the teacher's like do you ever play it I'm like no but that's not the point you know like we used to just look at them and be like shiny but like yeah. but yeah like even when we had phones in, I remember in high school they didn't ban them but it was kind of like you know the best experience you can have a phone is kind of just like Yes, snake. This sucks. And then you just put it down. Like <laughs> precisely that long. Precisely that long. You're like, I hate this game. And if someone's like, beat my high score, it's like, yeah. get away from me. Like, it's, it's lame. It's tolerable if maths is more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I but don't now, think that's the case anymore. Yeah, they have supercomputers. Kids are not supposed to have that, you know? I mean... I feel like kids are supposed to have computers. No, I don't. Too. No, no I actually think that that is one run. of the only bad things that Kevin Rudd did. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> the laptops. laptops. Nah, no, it shouldn't have happened. Dude, my brother got a laptop in high school and I was like, how's it been? He's like, it's been mad. I've been playing heaps of games in school. <laughs> yeah. Quote. Yeah. yeah. My brother also got a laptop in high school. And? He enjoyed and, uh, it. Yeah, he liked it. He got a laptop out <laughs> so, of it. Okay, see, this is not the thing That's that we should have. be aiming for at school. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the primary goal is education, not daycare. He also had a lot of fun playing various games. He enjoyed yeah, it. So he Harley's pro laptops because of his brother. <laughs> yeah, he got into it, Fortnite It helped his psychology. That, and he's never looked back. He's still playing <laughs> yeah. Fortnite. He's still a virgin. It's not important. <laughs> hey, all, all, the last thing on <sighs> the vapes, like, look, I get it. It's a very old person way of looking at it it's like the kids are all hooking on to it fuck what are we gonna do just ban it and the problem goes away it won't you're just moving it to a legal market now so maybe so this this is what's gonna happen i bet you this is what's gonna happen when you go to a tobacconist and you said okay can i get your uh vapes they'll be like yeah this is the list choose which ones you want they're not gonna have that list and they're gonna suss you out a little bit and they will still keep it, but they'll only give it to probably people that look like me because I'm most likely not a cop. Yeah, you're going to be cool. And also, your weed dealer is now also going to sell you vapes now if you want it. So Yeah, but that's, that's fine. Because honestly, a major, major reason why I uh, didn't... I, I kind of was able to wean myself off of buying cigarettes or, you know, even, even if like when it comes to those vapes and stuff, I honestly think it is just the shame of mm. walking in there and just being yeah. like, <clears throat> many of those, yeah. <laughs> Strawberry cigarettes. <laughs> it's, you know, like it's, it's, just, it's just it's a bit so dirty and so yeah, you're yeah. kind of just like, ah. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I, I like limits on it. Yeah, but yeah. kids love dirty. Yeah. Kids live in dirty. Yes. They're going to get it. These, yeah, these yeah but but like I'm I'm hoping that this actually drastically reduces it. Yeah. Because the thing is, this is what's really scary about these things. And again, it's all entirely hypocritical. I accept it. I'm a dirty hypocrite. Do as I say, not, not as I do or whatever it is. Look, there is no way that when we look at the long-term research of these things, we're going to come back and think, oh, yeah, no, inhaling something that has God knows what chemicals in it constantly, turns out 
that is absolutely fine for you. Yeah. In fact, it's beneficial. It's not going to... I mean, I'm sure that the tobacco industry will come up with studies that say that. Mm, yeah. But there's no way... Like, these, these are going to be bad for people. But the question yeah. is, are they worse than cigarettes? Who knows? Who cigarettes knows? are still legal. Like, yeah, what's it's, the point it's a bit, of I know that from? argument, but the thing is, it's like, look, cigarettes... This is the other thing as well. Okay. Maybe if you made vapes prohibitively expensive, that would be awesome as mm. well. But that's what's happened to cigarettes. Mm, but they sh- that's what they should have actually done with vapes, honestly. It would have even reduced Maybe. the consumption of adults because a lot of the, one of the things that happened with cigarette smokers after cigarettes just became exorbitantly pricey was that they started rationing their cigarettes, mm. which is a good thing because you're smoking right. less. Yes. And I think they could have done that with vape. I think this is a knee-jerk reaction, which isn't really going to solve the issue. In fact, it's only going to make vapes... Do you know the one thing... Will, that look, look. It will reduce vape intake. It might, but it's... It will. But the question isn't... What we want is... It might reduce vape intake, but it might actually increase injuries from vape smoking. Because once you move it into the unregulated market... Yes. Then, like, there's no... Tobacco companies aren't making it. Then who's making it? You're right. Backyard are making it and shipping them out everywhere. Well, uh, come on, it's not like chop chop. Mm. Yeah, but it is a little. Bit. Really? But the thing is, <clears throat> companies have to make these things. So, okay, here's the other thing. They did a study. I think this was in the U.S. of everyone that came uh, with uh, a lung injury <coughs> because of vaping. Do you know what they all found found out? That they were very they found out. They were 100 cool with it. That they're 100 cool people. M- most well, of them. <laughs> That's a given. Why do they need to research that? <laughs> my diagnosis is you're really cool. And over... But my lungs still hurt. Do you want to be cool or not? You know I charge by the hour. <laughs> Sorry. They found out that an overwhelming majority of the cases that came with lung injuries as a consequence of vaping was actually from vaping weed. Yes. And which will make you think, oh, oh maybe weed is bad. It's like, no, no, no. Weed's not bad. The difference is... Normal nicotine uh, vapes are still somewhat semi-regulated, whereas weed vaping is not regulated at all. So people were making them in the backyard. And the consensus of this study was that you should avoid vaping. But if you do vape, then try to get it from a reputable brand as opposed to someone that is filling up vapes in their backyard. Yes, 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 yes. And so by banning vaping, you're essentially getting rid of all of those vapes and you're moving it into the complete unregulated market. Mm. So you might get an overall (laughs) decrease in the amount of people vaping, but you're going to get an increase in adverse health effects from it. Yeah, you probably will. Right, right, right. I think really what they should have done is just started charging two hundred dollars per canister. I think that would that's the way. Yeah, that's probably that probably is. And then on top of that, because this is what I'm always saying, idiots like me that do vape that you should, by the way. I think that you should just harness us as tax batteries. Mm. We should be paying a huge penalty to society for then. Clogging up hospitals and being like, mm. my lung needs... And, yeah. and you have to pay for that as well, yeah. by the way. Because, like, <clears throat> man, once I heard this amazing wisdom from this obvious lifelong smoker in Lithgow when I was walking out of the shops once, <laughs> and she was saying, my sister the other day was giving me a hard time about smoking. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to pay for that when you go into bloody hospital and I have to pay for the taxes. And she said, man, you know how fucking expensive these things are? I'm paying for that shit mm. when I go into hospital. True. That's my 
fucking health insurance now I'm paying for it. Oh, that's so but depressing. That's, that's bang on. <clears throat> yeah. She's probably paying more in taxes than uh, regular private health insurance is. For how sure. Much, how much is a private health insurance? Uh, uh, maybe not. It's like 200 bucks a week. Yeah, but if you smoke a lot. Yeah, maybe she's she's making a pack a day. Dude, that's that's more than 200. I I actually recently got health insurance because of- You did. uh, Well, that was silly. You did. Yeah, because of my partner. She said, if you don't, it's stupid. Can you fucking do it? (laughs) (laughs) And it's- uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah. You just got to gloss over that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Health. Pathetic. I'll get rid of it. But no, I think, I, no I think you should uh, make this <laughs> argument to her in return, and I think that this is the way to do it. Instead of what giving sh- a company, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on, go on, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> no, <laughs> go on, go on, sorry. Figure out how much you're paying in health insurance. I am, I, I'm telling you, a hundred bucks a month. Hundred bucks a month. That's not a lot at all. Well, then, but you don't get case, anything just, out of it. Exactly. <laughs> that's the actually it's still a grand you a year. Just put a hundred bucks a month away yes. in a separate bank account. Yes, and that's your health. Yeah, fund. but here's the problem. That's here's genius. one issue, sir. You also pay less tax if you have private health insurance, so it evens out. Does yeah, it actually though? Uh, like, does it? That's maybe it doesn't even out, but like it becomes a amount that is uh, not exorbitantly high. Yeah, mm. but it's. That, that tax rebate thing is even a scam, unless you're, which, which was designed for, by the way, John Howard did that so that companies could then just get private health insurance for their own thing, basically as a way of undercutting Medicare. But Fuck. Uh, that's good for them. When you're doing it en masse, you are getting like good tax rebates out of it. You're not getting good tax rebates personally. It really doesn't Yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out exactly how much of a rebate I think Reckon it's like either three hundred dollars or three thousand dollars a year. I'm not. It's one of those. Well, maybe it is well, worth three it. grand. Jesus, then you. It's are. not three grand. Maybe it's like three hundred and sixty-four dollars. Some I'm trying to remember. You get some. Yeah, so three <laughs> months worth. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. At all. God, you'd be stupid not to get. <laughs> yeah. So you're still paying like nine months of it. Holly, you've just talked yourself out of. <laughs> you've just proven yeah, why and, it's and bad. The thing is, like, honestly, it's such a rip because. <laughs> Really, what do you get out of it? This is what people always say. It's the same thing as my girlfriend when she's talking about, I don't want to go to a public hospital. It's this. Yeah, but you get your own room. Mm. And I think that's not even true. No, but the th- there's thing. a problem with that. The problem is like a lot of people that even have public, oh, sorry, private health insurance don't end up going for the private patient coverage. You know why? Because sure, you get like some advantages of like less waiting time, blah, blah, blah. But you still have heaps of out-of-pocket expenses. Because the private health insurance often would cover 70% or something like that. And if you're like a regular full paying customer and 70% of your uh, medical bill is paid by your private health insurance, the remaining 30% is still a lot because it's health. And this is expensive. So a lot of people that have private health insurance end up just using their Medicare like anyone else anyways. Mm. I think it's only good for like older people when they want like joint replacement surgeries and shit like that. Or MRIs, they're expensive. You, uh, you guys, you're gonna, well, you're, do you want to hear something? Up? Do you guys want to hear something? <sighs> Set your faces to laugh. Uh, it's, and I can't believe I'm even saying this. It's so fucked. Just on that note, right? This is like a segment, basically. <laughs> you want to hear the next chronicle of Miss Love's Ear Chronicle Adventures? <laughs> do you want to hear the next? Do you want to hear the next installment? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just quit? It, it ties yes, into yes, what you were yes, saying. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know about how uh, I know about the expenses of healthcare, and I know how much 
MRIs cost because I went to a ear specialist. Oh my god! And the ear specialist was two hundred and fifty bucks just to see him, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I gotta figure this out." So here you go, and he was just like, "Hmm," and his diagnosis was, "Hmm, I've got your chart from your doing the ear exam. <clears throat> Everything seems normal there. My diagnosis is this is all very strange, and I don't know. How do you feel about uh, forking out?" $800 to do an MRI, to which I said, I don't see an alternative to that. Oh. So I am going to go and get an MRI of my head for 800 bucks. That'll probably come back and say you're fine. I know. No, 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 it'll come back and say, you were fine until you got the MRI <laughs> that gave you a considerable dosage of radiation. You now have head cancer. So that's the latest in the ear chronicles. I'm going to get an MRI for a probably non-existent condition. That's the latest. <laughs> that's the latest. And it's booked. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going in. And How I'm much does the ear chronicles cost you so far? Oh, I mean, I've seen We all know about the freebie one that you did. Which was the freebie? The freebie was testing. <laughs> if you mean the hearing aid? We all know the hearing aid. <laughs> Yeah, we know. Okay, so we all know about the hearing aid. We don't have to delve back into that. That was thankfully tax deductible or free or whatever. That was a wild ride. Then the no, specialist number one was, I think, 80 bucks, which I just gave him like cash, which basically felt like a drug deal. I don't think he was even a real doctor. Like he was just kind of like seemed very sus. He came in out of the practice to do it. I'm like, you're not, a, you're not, you walked in on the street. Anyway, that was like 80 bucks. That was, I think maybe it was 250 for the specialist. So it's cost me. Over three hundred dollars, and it's about to get jacked up into the over a thousand very soon. Oh man, I don't know why you're still at uh, it. Yeah, now like, vapes are a lot cheaper, stick yeah. to them. Why haven't you just given up? Because I have a slight distortion. I don't care if it kills me. I'll empty my bank account to find out why. Anyway, and you will. So that's that's a uh, that's an update, but. Uh, so what I'm saying is, you have private health insurance. You know, if you got if you good for MRIs, I don't think it covers. It doesn't. <laughs> no, no. Don't say it. Yeah. I don't Fuck. Think it does. You do those rebuff health insurance ones like Ali's doing, and then you'll find out very soon that you might get a rebate on acupuncture. And hey, let's <laughs> I, exactly. You get like, do you want acupuncture? No. Well, maybe you'll change your mind. You and know? there's a lot of this as well of like, oh, you broke your index finger. I'm sorry. It only covers middle finger. <laughs> There's so much of that when it comes it's to private so health insurance. True. I love Medicare. I'm not, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, private health. He, here's my cover. You so brought it up. It's called Light Bronze Plus. It's 93 monthly, which is about to turn into $97. It cover What's included is brain, eye, ear, nose, and throat, tonsils, bone, joint, muscle, joint reconstruction, blah, blah, blah. What it doesn't cover is heart and vascular system, <laughs> blood, Plastic surgery, podiatric surgery, implantation of hearing devices. So, <laughs> cataracts, joint replacement, dialysis, pregnancy, assisted what? reproductive services, weight loss, insulin pumps, pain management with device, and sleep studies. It does Wait, what does what does it cover? Say what it covers dental surgery, back, neck, spine, lung, chest, diabetes, excluding insulin, breast surgery. Skin, pain management, chemotherapy, miscarriage or termination of pregnancy, gynecology, gastrointestinal endoscopy, mm. hernia, digestive system, male reproductive system, kidney bladder, joint reconstruction, bone joint and muscles, 
uh, tonsils and grommets, ear, nose, and throat, mm. eye, but not cataract, <coughs> and brain and nervous system. Ear, nose, and throat's a big one because they're usually expensive. That's who I had to see. Yeah. So maybe it is worth it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, these are all very complicated decisions and maybe we're not the most qualified <laughs> to tell people about what healthy short stage uh, But I stand by it. Don't get any kids. No, I, I, I'm, I'm standing by it as well, even yeah. though I did get it. But that's because I was forced to do Dude, it. Dude, I'm such like an old man, I realized. When I saw the ear specialist, I was, I was just like, eh. I was like sussing him because he said some fancy word. And he's like, this is what we call it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fancy. I've never heard of that before. And he's like, well, it is my job. And I was like sussing him out being like, I don't know if it is though. I think I could get your degree in a day on Google. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> don't know if it's true. But you see these doctors sitting around in their nice offices. They just whack out some ask jeezed image, uh, uh, you know, like, like I reckon they sit around their office or they being like, different word for hearing loss. And it's like, akadukarafafi. And he says that. And he's like, well, my work's down here. Yeah. How is, <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Uh, yeah. I'm putting it out there. And he was so young. He was like in his 20s. I'm like, you know, you're, you're, you're a scam artist and you, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be just as ashamed of yourself as that guy, the, the Roman guy. Yes, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> King Charlemagne. Yeah, you're, just, you're just as shameful as King Charlemagne. That's what I should have said. Just as much of a fraud. That's what I should have said. And you're just as a I'm just saying this off the cuff of a one-time observation. I'm sure it's got nothing to do with the fact that I had to fork over 250 bucks and I was bitter about it. Nothing at all. Just an observation. Yeah, but that, I always think that about doctors. Yeah, God, you guys I'm, are insane. This is how you know a civilization is about to collapse. <laughs> when you just when like, trusty expert. Yeah. when like society is just like. But like, come on, there is something about going to a GP where they say like, okay, you have to go to this specialist, and then you go to another specialist, and they say you have to go to another another specialist. There's just this endless conga, and also. You know, when you, when, you, when you break like a finger or something like that and then they say you have to do three different scans and come back to me every time and then I'm yeah. going to come back and say it's broken. Yeah. Yeah, because they're crying. I don't need to go back. Ass. Just give yeah. me the... I can look yeah. at it and say, yeah, there's a little <laughs> yeah. frack. I know. I know. You were right about that, by the way. I got the scan and it wasn't broken. See, they so do you were this right. stuff. Yeah, he was you right. Know, Socrates was said that he was referring to elections, but he said the problem with society is... That the public will never be happy with the doctor that feeds them a bitter medicine. They will always prefer the sweet shop owner that gives you sweets. Yeah, he's it's right. not even that. The, the saying should be no. The saying should be the moral <laughs> frauds. <laughs> what did you say, <laughs> Socrates? <laughs> Add it to the list of pathetic frauds. No, it should have been this. It should have been like man gets frustrated when when the doctor sends him around. The stone, the stone cladded street loop. The man is happy when the doctor is to the point. In it just fixes it. In fact, fixing should be like the doctor isn't worth his salt unless he looks like an a 1920s caricature of a doctor and he doesn't sort of rustle around and needlessly inject you with things you don't need. That's what it should. Yeah, yeah. Take this one. Like that, that's what I want. One more shots, damn it. I'm he who hath a donate to Red Nose Day <laughs> appeal box on their desk shall be lashed 50 <laughs> times in the town square. <laughs> and the Red Nose shall thusly be, well, should be placed in the rectum <laughs> as punishment. The brown in me is getting offended. Shut up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because that's his ticket out. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't even know what that means. What do you mean it's my because chicken? They're all because they're all brown. Like that's how they like get oh. citizenship. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But you know hey, what? <laughs> keep that in mind. We're going to talk about this massive immigration reform that Labor is doing. Yes. But before we do that, something more important. <laughs> oh, I've got something more important, Ali. Can I talk about this? Okay, let's do it. What? Miss. Yeah. I watched James Corden's final oh, episode. Dude, I watched parts of it. I watched Limmy's reacts to him singing, being like, it's the last show. I just watched that. But, and I, oh, so how was it? I only watched bits of it. Is it all, is it all I think it was? I gotta say, I'm a fan. Fair. 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 Well, this is the thing. I saw him do the, the, the musical number. I'm like, the man can entertain. That's what I thought afterwards. I was thinking, Man, you know what? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like he sings, he dances, yeah. he tells a joke. What more do you people want? <laughs> Can I just have a good yard under James? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, he, he's, his laughs are kind of annoying, but it's not enough. He's not like a. He's not. He's not. He hasn't created mass sins like doctors. <laughs> Can I remind you, Jordan? No, I'll remind you this. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, it is. But I was subscribed to. Uh, James Corden show on YouTube and you paid me out for an <laughs> hour. You paid me out for an hour for having subscribed. Damn and I told shit. you the only reason why I was subscribed to him was when I first Carpool saw his karaoke. show come. Well, no, yeah. not that. Before that. <laughs> I subscribed to him when he first started his show and I watched and I was like, this guy is good but no one in America is going to give a shit about him so I'll subscribe. And you paid me out for an hour for doing that. And now... Seven years later, you're like, nah, he's all right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ali. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I realize this actually a lot of the time. A lot of your crap entertainment decisions, mm-hmm. I, I look back on with wisdom and I think, hey, hey, is anyone else doing anything better? Didn't think so. Yeah. Now it's- I think he actually is the best late night. <laughs> That's well, a the last night, he's gone. <laughs> the last night. Ali, you get uh, see, a, there you go. Show all over he again. was the best. He's gone now. He had this mad joke that he started with where he said, I've got to go through the news one more time. A glue truck has fallen over in Illinois, spilling glue all over the highway. Talk about getting stuck in traffic. Hit it. And then the band just went. And then he just sat there for an hour. Just cut, cut it to me. He sat there for, sorry, not an hour, like yeah. a minute just going, oh, oh, he's on fire last night. He's done it. It was mad. Like it was just, the whole show was just him paying out how he is and he couldn't believe that he was on for eight years. Shit, okay, that's pretty good. Ali, there you go. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali, you're right. I mean, look, I I, I literally watched just the musical number. And I was just like, the man can entertain. So, like, you know, I don't know. Look, I, I'm, I'm neither here or there. But, yeah, I'll uh, say he's musically inclined. I'll yeah, say that. I will yeah. say, Let me- I hated the music and I wish he didn't sing <laughs> oh, it down. Oh, really? Uh, it's just my musical. <laughs> I like, wish he's he just got sat chops. there being fat and getting paid out like uh, the guy from Hey Hey It's Saturday mm-hmm. was, which is what his show turned into. Hey, remember mm-hmm. his beef with Bill Maher? Yeah. yeah, the fat thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's all. It's late night hosts, and I think he learned this actually very quickly. They should just shut up and not have any opinions. How would you do that when you're a host? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who should shut up? The host? Wait, what's the, what should be the monologue? Well, I mean, obviously, Colbert gets the highest rating, so maybe you shouldn't listen to me at all. But <clears throat> Colbert could kind of do it because he did politics for 10 years, so he mm-hmm. kind of gets what he's doing, you know? But... All of those other ones, like Jimmy yeah, Fallon. Jimmy and Kimmel does not. No. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Is, no, shut up, dude. Yeah. You're not doing it right. No. 
And I think that's actually what's happened to a lot of the Comedy Central ones as well. It's like, yeah, John Stewart doing it, Bill Maher doing it, yeah, even Stephen Colbert. I mean, I hate his current format, but he had the best late night show on Colbert Report. That mm. was incredible five nights a week television. Mm. I don't know, man. I just think that him <laughs> doing dumb stuff with celebrities and just kind of having this fat, annoying face while he like somehow always got the worst end of the deal. Um, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, but yeah. He, and he's also yeah. very, very mean to waiters. Yeah, yeah but <clears throat> whatever. I think you should be entitled to do that if you're a late night host, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Particularly if you're a big celebrity, you should be able to treat the rest of us like absolute <laughs> shit. Yeah. Russell Crowe had it right. Yeah, it's kind of fair. Fuck it. It's like if, that, if you if you can't do it, it's super famous. When can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair call. Why did he get can? Well, why is why why is he being? Is it cancelled or he's quitting or what? I think his ratings are down. Uh, yeah, I don't think he said that. I've decided to leave right, thing, right, but right. I think. Well, I don't look. They're all down. The late night host ratings are abysmally bad. Yeah, no one watches them. I don't watch them God, anymore. I miss Conan, and man. I used to binge on that Conan. I used to want all of them back in the day hey, Conan was the worst Conan's really? views were terrible but I still either. think he was the best I don't get that I don't know maybe that's just me I just I don't know I just like the guy you know yeah but like dude uh, but there's no reason to tune into him that's yeah, the problem he's more of a I, I would only watch him on he YouTube he was also but. on TBS had he been on uh, whatever Corden's on ABC or some shit right yeah mm. so if you're on ABC there's you're gonna get some channel surface to just stop TBS Conan, sorry but yeah yeah, yeah, but like one of the main networks, right? Conan, on the other hand, was doing it for TBS, which was like 120 on uh, your TV channels. Like, no yeah. one's going there. Nah, nah. So either YouTube or commercial. There's nothing else. And let's be honest, it's a dying format. I mean, CBS isn't replacing it with a late, late show. Yeah, what They're are they doing? Doing a completely new format. Uh, probably fair, yeah. Smart decision. Right, yeah. Probably I just is. don't really know. Yeah, it's just kind of... No one's you know last year was the first time that people streamed more than they watched wow. television? Shit. Dying it's just up, dying. Really. No one's... I mean, who turns it on? I don't have a like, TV. Like, no, I'm surprised you watched it. Like, so am I. It just popped up and yeah. I thought, no, all right, I'll you watched, go. You watched you the whole thing? How long was it? It was like 44 minutes or something. Fuck. It's because they wow. uploaded their last episode on YouTube in, in full. Yeah. I think I'm just a sucker also for every time a late show host does a last... I, I watch them all. I watch like Conan's last yeah. one when he was on NBC. I watch yeah. it's a, it's David Letterman's. Yeah. There's something really... Charm. When a legacy show ends and then the whole crew is crying. And yeah, it's nice. It's, it, it's, it, it is a, I, I would it's be nice sad. the whole crew is crying. <laughs> kind of though. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's very bittersweet and sentimental. Yeah. It's definitely... Yeah. I would be sad to see it go. But at the same time, I think I understand why... Um, streaming is t- i mean everyone does it everyone i don't know i'm mixed i'm mixed about it but part of me is kind of like do it with the vape thing where it's like i like having limited choices but then part of me is also like you know like you know like like old ancient buddhist buddhist uh poem how much anthony bourdain is enough answer not enough not, not, there's never enough yes <laughs> and but at the same time it's like i don't know i think one day i'll be shriveled up in the corner covered in and sh- and they'll be just like the repeat rollover of no reservations being like, I'm back in Tuscany. And that's how they'll find me just being like, Dude, Anthony Bourdain <laughs> was overrated. I'm going to fucking He's say not, a, I agree. I agree. He's I mean, overrated. He's dead and that's sad and everything, no, no, no. but he dude, was definitely, you dude, know who's better than Anthony Bourdain? Who's that American with the red bandana? Who's just going around uh, eating crickets in Asia? <laughs> you mean Zimmerman? 
No, not him. Oh, Bandana dude. He does the best ever food review show or some shit like that. There's so many now. But I'll agree. Bourdain wasn't that good. But, I, dude, I'm just a sucker for New Yorkers that eat any food and go, mm, it's good. Just anyone. I'm just, a, I just That's my Achilles heel. All right, look, look let's, let's, let's uh, talk about this. We've got a few segments today. So, first or second, whichever one we're doing, PM is getting into some trouble. Because he's attending Kyle Kyle yeah. uh, Sandland's wedding, yeah, very unprofessional. And the where the guest list includes Chris Minns, by the way, who's also going. <laughs> the real criminal. His best mate, who's the real problem character. Uh, what's his name? John Ibrahim. Yeah, who, by the way, has never been convicted. So there you go. Take that in your pipe and smoke it, hippies. Yeah, but I, isn't it like obvious that he was a drug peddler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't be called the king of the nightclub so, and not do a bit of <laughs> Susan Lee or Lee, whatever the f- her name is, she's her take was, it's okay if you've got a mate and you want to go to their wedding, but just this wedding is going to cost millions of dollars and has uh, the prime minister considered that the people of Australia are doing it tough and the best thing for a prime minister to do is not to take days off to attend their million uh, millions of dollar friend weddings. I'm paraphrasing. That is all. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> Great coverage, always. Uh, look, is it possible for you to be a prime minister and not attend a function that doesn't cost millions of dollars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you are the prime minister uh, of a developed nation. I'll rephrase yeah. that. That's true. Is it possible for a prime minister not to attend? The rating magnet yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> FM radio. He's eaten up every talkback radio host numbers, by the way. Really? Yeah, Kyle Sandland. Me, like he gets, his viewership is insane. And the best thing is that his viewership is, a lot of it is apolitical. And so yeah. and dude, I in was, the Western suburbs. Dude, the Western I, the, suburbs. My, dude, my reaction was literally, the, like, I swear, I, I don't know. The, like, Bipolar kind of like my initial reaction was str- like the bum and wharfy kind of like what the f- we're doing it tough and he's f- DJ that's f- bullshit we should be ashamed but then because I've f- hung out with you so much it just kicked in and I was like you know what that's on a micro level on a macro level it's f- genius because no labor government can exist without the the the, the machine the, the corporate media machine backing them mm. Mac- on a macro level it's genius no labor politician would even be would even uh sorry no mainstream westy you know call in and you might win 500 dollars like you know like like sort of like a soft news sort of media conglomerate even supports labor the fact that they support him and then, and then have him at his party it's genius for the, for, it's, it's genius for the for the party, and they need that. So I think it's actually genius. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. That's why like it's smart. The it, entire they, cabinet is going to be yeah, like Labor have been beaten down for so long that it's like, dude, take the wins you can. Just go, keep riding that DJ. Who else? You know, if I don't know, if para, anyone, just DJ anywhere. Kyle isn't that bad. He did that song, that rap song, with like, go get that jab. Get the jab. Do you remember that well, song? Well, no one's yeah. perfect. Came that's, out that's definitely not a win in my book. But <laughs> Look, love him or hate him, you don't have to agree with everything he said. Yeah. That was the lamest thing I've ever heard since uh, uh, Kevin Rudd and uh, Koshi's song. 
Yeah, well, yeah, but I, those are those are great. I love those very cringy moments of fifty-year-olds doing stuff. Yeah, it is pretty. Viral. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the, the best entertainment. Look, honestly, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Look, it's 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 not even that as well. It's also, you know, what the greatest part of all of that is? It stirred up huge amounts of controversy, and you had all these liberals coming out trashing Kyle Sanderlands. Oh, you want to play it? Yeah, I want to play it. I'm sorry, I got you distracted. I definitely want to play it. I've never heard it. Yeah, chuck it up. Just remember this genius that existed once. I mean, look, this is only going to be a positive, I'm sure. All right, here we go. Sorry. But they are playing the big game, right? Absolutely. They're not sitting there being like, because Well, no, no, but this is the other. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we are back with a brand new injection. Someone grabbed a hold of you tightly. Sleeves with a daily on nightly. Will this ever stop? Yo, we don't know, but stuck in lockdown really blows. Too many people think Vax is a scandal. Take two shots and COVID's handle. Pfizer or AstraZeneca. Mm, what rhymes with AstraZeneca? Oh, yeah, America. One of a hundred places you can travel to. So just relax. Lay down your tinfoil hats and just get vaxxed. So we can go back to the old ways. Shaking hands, kissing strangers all day. <laughs> all right, that's enough. He's a good rapper. That's not bad. That's better than... That was, it's not bad. That's so lame. Look, there's a reason he's the judge on Australian Idol. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got talent. He knows yeah, talent. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Point. What association <laughs> does Kyle have to music to be on? <laughs> he Australia? listens to pop all he's, day. Yeah, he's on radio. Yeah, but Who's more qualified? Every mum in the world. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, they're listening with him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, yeah, but do they have the, uh, uh, the the uncanny abilities of Kyle Sanderland to look both perverted and mean at the same time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You seen him? It's amazing. You should see every wedding photo of Kyle Sanderlands with his. Mm. Uh, do you know his wife? Uh, not personally, but uh, <laughs> I thought you did. No, wait, I don't well, know. His, are you serious? Well, it used to be his uh, PA or whatever, and that. Oh, I know. I know. So a girl from my school, from primary school, was his PA. Maybe and it's she... not her. No, that's not his wife. So maybe she left. But she look. She she looks like she could have easily been, but I, th- I don't think she is. No, but what I did. Might have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't could know have been swimming was... every day in a pool that has Kyle Sandler's <laughs> face and got his aches at the bottom. Yeah, which is another. You guys know that's you know that story, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Do you know that story? My, no, no, no. So oh. Holly, my ex's, she's my ex went to a party of his, and he was just like, "Welcome, girls, welcome." Didn't even know know him, and I'm like, "Yeah, this little party," and there's just a giant. He's in in his pool. There is a giant picture of his face in the bottom, and like, yeah. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> He's such a kid. And I asked her, I'm like, was it a good He's party? So and she just, with a blank face, wholeheartedly said, yes. Yes, it was. Of course it was yeah. a good party. Was. True. Fuck, I don't know. You're not yeah. best friends with John hey, Ibram for nothing. And let's not forget my brother's interaction with Carl Sandlands. Oh, six yeah. go six on, degrees go of separation. My brother was skating one day, skating around, and he noticed there was like a really nice sort of, not a limo, like a Audi, I don't know, some nice Rolls car. Royce. Rolls Royce, something hectic. And there was someone in the front and he was just like open and he was just like, who is that person? And he just skated by to see. And we, he realized that with the window down, it was Carl Sanderlands just engulfing a Big Mac. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of thing where he's just, he's in his own, uni- he's in the Big Mac universe. He couldn't even interact with him. I think he even went, hey, Kyle. And he was just like, <laughs> and he kind of looked at him and was like, yeah. and so that face of like, Kyle, yeah, yeah, that's me. And just kind of looked up and was just like, 
I'm gone. You just keep going. <laughs> like just, just for a second was taken out of reality and then back into the map. <laughs> and then just skated off and just left him. He stayed there. You know, I used to know a producer that worked for them. And they used to say that every time a ratings uh, season came in and then they'd be like, yay, we're number one, pop the champers. <laughs> and everyone would be having a party and Carl Sandlands would just get immediately off air, not talk to anyone or look at anyone <laughs> in the eye, just pick up a bottle of champagne that was on the table, take a huge crate of pizzas at like 9am in the morning and then just waddle off into his Rolls Royce and be like, let's go. <laughs> Damn, I would do that. That would be me. Time to celebrate independently. That's amazing. Yeah, can we start working for him instead of you, George? <laughs> so good, That's wouldn't amazing. it? I would. I would gladly be his shoe shine boy. Oh hell yeah! That's and incredible. I bet you he would have a shoe shine boy. Oh, for sure. That's yeah, but he still wears. That man isn't stingy. That That's bad. amazing, dude. He spent one hundred eighty thousand dollars on his wedding flowers. Oh my. And that was at a discount. That was a, can you imagine? And he's got a kid now, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad Otto. he's done it. That's his name, Otto. Otto? Oh, amazing. Fuck. Amazing. Otto Ginsburgs. Well, uh, there you go. Unanimous king. And I think, yeah, like, whatever, dude. Politics is a 4D chess and, like, you need the media behind you. It's not a... Well, it's the great a, thing about it being 4D <coughs> chess is that I listened to it this morning to hear what Carl Sandlands was... Well, let's be honest, I just listened to it anyway. <laughs> he, he was uh, playing <clears throat> all these liberal and nationals on television in real time saying, this is disgraceful, he shouldn't have gone to that wedding. And then you have Carl Sandlands sitting there being like, you Barnaby, I'm Mad. never inviting you to a party again. Perfect. And that's amazing. That's amazing. That is awesome. It's not like he's just burned all the bridges with the liberals. Yeah. And he's never going back to, I like Gladys, she's nice Perfect. to me. Now Albo's nice to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Mindy's is, is nice. nice. Exactly. And it's not like a great thing that that's how the Western society runs. And it's like a fat that literally is a millionaire and eats bread, like tip top bread and milk on the regular on its own, decides the fate of our country. But that's not a good thing. No, that's, that's how it is. That's better than the ABC. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you now. That's, he probably is. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. At least it's like. Look, at least he supported Chris Minns. Exactly. No one else did in the mainstream media ex nexus. Exactly. And at least no one else was supporting Albo. And it's like your point. I, yeah. It's like your point when you're like, I like people that are outwardly, you know. At least is honest. There's no machinations. There's no like, you know, Kyle says what he thinks. And like, you, you got to pay that. Yeah. You know, not this sort of like, well, I think that it's just, just this obfuscation of truth about money, which so many people at the ABC do. It's like, well, the Greens are good for this. And it's like, you just care about your wage. Just shut the fuck up. You don't have exactly. conditions. You know, and that's yeah. not, that's, now, that's Kyle bad. stopped caring about that long ago ever yeah, since I don't he like that. owns coconut water now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't give a at least you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'll tell you this. It was really interesting. Tu was listening to it on the way for her to go vote. They played the segment where Kyle and Jackie O were playing. Whose policy is this? And they were just going through the state policies. And without naming whose policy it was, every single Labor one, Kyle was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's... Oh, is that Mince? Is it, yeah, and Mince is nice too. <laughs> That's sick. That's, that's awesome. That, that's, you know, that's like huge. he actually genuinely likes battlers. There's yeah, a reason yeah. that he has such an audience of Westies is yeah. because he is one of those scumbags and he likes the scumbags. Yeah, and you, you can't know? escape that. If you've literally been homeless, talking to a guy who has been, <laughs> it's always there. 
always there at the back. It's like that bridge is looking mighty damp. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of labor policies, let's evaluate a new labor policy. I saw the um, the press con- the was the what are those called the press. Uh, Club? No. The press club, yeah. Good. Miss, thanks. The press club um, address of uh, our new uh, home minister. That's her name. That's the... Home affairs. Home affairs. Home affairs minister. Um, about the new uh, migration policy. Mm. Oh, I heard... Look, this is where I'm. This is where I'm back on uh, <laughs> Dutton's side. Really? Well, aren't they apparently just like Labor's new policy? We're just going to literally bring India here. It's like the whole country. It's like I know it seems no, dramatic. Actually, it's but, not. Well, Townsville's not that small. It's not as small as you think. That's, no questions. No que- No, there's no time. There's no time. That's, <laughs> that's how I interpret it. That's my. <laughs> it's straight up. That's straight up propaganda. That's oh, not the okay, case. In okay. fact. With this migration, even though the focus of this policy isn't necessarily to reduce or increase the number of migrants, but the net effect of this policy would actually be reduction in the number of migrants coming. Dang. In. So, it, but but it's it's so good. It's something that we should have done ten years ago. We somehow were okay with the fact that our migration policy is just this extremely complicated mishmash of uh, minister uh, discretions deciding which super yacht requires which staff members. It was <laughs> so silly. It was it was dumb. So, okay, here's the thing. Here's a few things that uh, she's done uh, that they're about to do. Firstly, they're dividing all migrants into three categories. The category number one is the highly, highly skilled people. These are these are not normal people. These aren't just like your everyday software engineers or IT specialists. These are your potential Nobel laureates type of people. And so these people, it's a very easy pathway to uh, citizenship for them and permanent residency. But that's such a small sliver of people that we don't have to focus on them. Then comes the second second criteria of people. These are the skilled migrant workers that we've been intending to get into Australia for so long. However, they've raised so up until from for the last 10 years, the the way the migration system worked essentially was that you came to Australia, you studied at an Australian university, you somehow managed to get a job that paid you $53,000 a year, and once you had done all of this stuff, and your points added up, you had a pathway to permanent residency. They've increased that amount for $53,000 to now $70,000. Wow. So unless your job is going to give you $70,000 a year, you don't have the pathway to skilled uh, uh, skilled migration and permanent residency anymore. Mm. What that's is, so what, what's been happening is that a lot of the migration that we're getting are essentially people that... Low-skilled. Are low-skilled that are in Australia, but they're essentially... There's a legion of temporary workers that either don't become permanent residents, and so they continue to just move from one visa to another visa. They're essentially not even here to study. They're here to uh, just work, right? So they get into some... They enroll into some university course that is... um, essentially bullshit. These universities are running scams and they're getting uh, international students g- getting their money and just it gives them their visa and that allows them to work for Uber or whatever they might be doing and make money and maybe send some money back home. And so the pool was essentially just these people and the the immigration department's job was to stifle out from within that pool 
which are the Uber workers that are actually skilled? And then you give them migration. Uh, give them permanent residency pathways. This was not a good system at all. This was this this wasn't meeting any of our demands. So what they're now the, the raising it up to seventy thousand actually gets rid of a whole host of people that would have been in that category of people. Because getting a seventy thousand dollar job now is uh, it's not an extremely high paying job, but it's big enough for some both small business or even medium business not to exploit you. Where they'll be like, okay, I'll give you some minimum wage kind of things, and it might add up to fifty-three thousand. So as long as you keep working for me and being exploited, you might have a pathway to immigrate. So those people are now gone. So that's the second second category of people, and most of the immigration is going to actually happen in this category. The third category of people are uh, the low-skilled people. So it's it will be very rare for someone in that category to get into permanent residency unless what they were doing as a job was something that we really require. So things like uh, age care work. It's not necessarily the highest paying work, but we desperately need people to come into that. So so essentially the, the low wage category will be reserved to just those people, which will get rid of a lot of, um, a lot of people that are essentially shuffling around in that and permeating into the permanent residency group altogether. The other thing that, which I think is probably the best thing that they've done is that, or they're about to do, is that right now the immigration department, after consultation with businesses and maybe unions, uh, come up with this uh, uh, list of occupations which they think is important for Australia that they would need. And there's like ridiculous amounts of professions in that. And they're so niche. Like I've literally there's one niche which was mentioned in the, in the uh, uh, press club uh, speech is super yacht crew members <laughs> like it's very very niche uh <coughs> so what they're doing is they're essentially getting rid of all the discretion that a minister might have and they're they're making this new department which they've already made i think it's called the jobs and training department which their entire work is focused on uh consulting business groups and unions and keep a dynamic list of people and professions and areas that uh, w- that Australian economy currently needs. And this, so instead of the minister or the Liberal Party or the Labour Party, whichever party comes into power, yes, no, but also, this is also, I know about this one as well. You know what else it started as well, which I'm very, very happy about? The Liberals was always just this one size fits all, just dump them in Western Sydney, we'll figure it out later. That new department that you're talking about also, and this is what I'm really excited about, thinks. No, we should be offering these TAFE courses and these incentives in TAFE to fill those gaps. So the first call always is to retrain and upskill the population that's already here. Yeah, and mm, definitely. Good, and good. and so hopefully that's something that's going to happen anyways. And the minister said that the point of this isn't to uh, substitute workers, but the point is that certain areas of our economy, even if we upskill people at a certain pace, the jobs that are required exactly. for him are that's, outpacing That's it, good right? migration. Mm. And also, like... That's good migration. The, mm. the, tr- the green transition requires a, a, a very skilled workforce that is going to be yep. able to do that. Hell yeah. So, mm. th- this is... Th- I think that this is maybe 10 years too... Like, 10 years late. But this is a good sound policy. Exactly. I really, really like yep. this policy. Isn't that amazing as well? That you have Ali, who... Uh, you know, wants worker. to welcome the boats <laughs> in with open arms, 
have this uh, 21 gun salute to all the riffos that come here. You've got that guy there and you've got Miss Love nodding at the same policy. Yeah. That's how you know that you've done something sensible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm absolutely. That is, that, I mean, that, that literally is the definition of sensible. Yeah, and the other thing that this, uh, this new department is going to be doing, and I hope they do it because a lot of these at this point are promises, but they're going to be also consulting with state governments to see which areas of the country require what kind of skills and try to stifle the immigration <laughs> pool into those areas as well, depending on what they need. So if this works out the way the government intends for it to work out, this is going to be a game changer. The only drawback of this is that the, um, that the, uh, the, the preference of uh, students that come to Australia and study at international universities is probably going to be sidelined. And what's going to really matter is if you've got the skills. Mm. So if you've got the mm. skills mm. living in yeah. India or wherever you <coughs> might be that are applicable over here, you'll get permanent residency. And if someone that's in studying in Australia and might not necessarily meet some of those criteria, will not be given priority mm. in this manner. Sick. Which, it, uh, the drawback of that in my view is that like these people, if they go through the grind of an Australian university, they end up uh, getting used to the culture and assimilating into Australian culture a bit better. However, having said that, if the, the consequence of doing that is that you have this constant stream of unskilled workers and you have to choose like, you know, the one-eyed in the group of blind, then I would still prefer someone that hasn't gone to an Australian university to come, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Mm. So That makes total sense. I think, I think this is a step in the right direction. I think this also makes us more competitive because what was happening was that, and I, and I know this from, not my personal experience, but some of my friends who were thinking of, uh, they're highly skilled people. I actually mentioned one of them on the up late. This girl that I know who is uh, like legitimately a genius and she's this tech, uh, she's a tech lead in Pakistan right now. And, uh, and, and so one of our friends was convincing her to apply for citizenship in, in Australia. And she was saying that, if I'm going to do that, why don't I go to Canada? It's going to make my life a lot simpler. I don't have to wait for as long. I go over there. My skills are going to be recognized. I'm going to get uh, permanent residency like months and months earlier than my pathway in Australia. And part of it was because of that convoluted system of sourcing people only from universities, essentially. So this makes Australia a much more competitive place. Like It kind of makes it a market for highly skilled people Finally. overseas. That's good. That's amazing, Ali. So yeah, it is. It is. It's very I'm going to have to do a video on this. Yeah, I think Hell you should. Yeah. I think this this is actually a good policy. I was that's very, what I'm very talking. satisfied with it. That's nation building right there. Yeah. That's, that's what you want. Policy. Like, come on. We're a developed nation. We are the envy of the world. We should treat ourselves as such. Yeah, fucking We really nice. should because we are aiming for something bigger here. We are aiming for something that Hell you know, yeah. creates a society that has all of these positive onflows to the rest of the world, such as the green tech revolution. You're looking for these industries 
mm. to be built here, which is not only profitable to us, but it will just globally be profitable for the rest of the world. Yeah. And if you are using migration as a tool purely to increase Coles' sales every year. That's insane, yeah. You know, it's like, so it's insane. just, it's but just, you know, just abuse. Sh- it's absolute abuse. Shuffle them out to the West. And then <laughs> it's an insane thought. Just I just had the image of that. I'm That's like, what they do. I know, I know, but I just had this insane image of like all these people in the West and then like they're like, the libs are just sort of like, finally, nation building. And it just it, some guy comes into Woolies and it's just like, hmm. And it's like, it's just as a shot of the guy and a shot of like a pack of broccolini. And it says like, dish count you know, $3.20 and then the shot of the guy and he's like, mm. and then the shot of the broccoli and he just goes, nah, puts it back and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's their policy. <laughs> but the other one might buy that discount of broccoli. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> Coles has enough money. More people, more of a chance. There's also a hidden- Study economics and get back to me. There's also- <laughs> Get back. <laughs> there's also a hidden evil advantage that we get out of this policy, which is kind of evil, but it's still an advantage nonetheless. They bring those little- Things, the chew pack things, the wood no, chips. No, no, no. So what, what's <laughs> happening now is, so if you come to, a, today, after this policy, if you come to Australia as a fresh uh, student who wants to study over here and then find a pathway to permanent residency, you have to be, firstly, in a field of education that Australia wants, but you also have to be a good student and you need to be focused on your studies. If you don't do that, and you still come to Australia, you can get at least eight years of living in Australia. The way this works is you go into a university degree. Let's say the university degree is kind of bullshit. Uh, It's not going to give you a permanent residency. You complete your three, four years, however long that takes. Then now you're automatically... So this is the other thing that they're going to introduce, which is that upon graduation, you automatically get a temporary graduate visa, which used to last one year. I remember when I first came to Australia, but this was a long time ago, but then they made it into two years. And now you can almost get it for three to four years, which means that you get eight years of your life to live in Australia without having to meet those skill requirements. You're a temporary resident. You're not, you don't become permanent. And you get to like earn whatever you want. However, after that, after that time period is over, if you don't fit into any category, you kind of have to go back. So what that does is the hidden advantage of that is you get a whole host of people that will be doing the low end working jobs, right? So your Ubers, your like, you know, you can think of those minimum wage jobs that you might need for and you suck up their best years. Usually come when you're in your early 20s and if you continue on this trajectory, you're probably going to give eight years so you're maybe like 30, 31, 32 and at 32 you have to go back. Wait, 33 isn't your best years? No, I'm saying like, you know, the, the most sort of uh, <laughs> hard-working years of your life. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. So, that's fine. So what well, I'm I saying is... I fucked that too, so I fucked both of those. <laughs> you, get like, you get like those low This week's wage. podcast episode entitled Over the Hill. This week's pod title is Just Kill Yourself. Oh. <laughs> Make room for the skilled migrants. Yeah, fair. <laughs> if someone says to me, I'm like, well, I can't disagree with the policy. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, go on. But back in the day, what, what I'm saying is like back in the day, what really got you Australian permanent residency was not necessarily how brilliant you were, but how persistent you were at gaming the system. Right? Because I'll give you one example. So my friend uh, who you've met, Jordan, who uh, works in Newcastle, is in the process of applying for permanent residency. 
He is a software engineer who works for one of the big companies in Australia. His salary is probably $120,000. He works in a field where there's a dearth of people. So he's applied for Australian citizenship and he's going to get it. But the point system was such that in order to get an extra five points and to hasten the process of him getting permanent residency, he had to take this course where they teach you how to build your resume while this man is hiring people and reading resumes every day for jobs that are eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. So do you see how like stupid and broken mm. this system oh is? My like God. yes, I do. This man doesn't yes. need to be doing this. No. Like he's hiring people already. Mm. He's earning a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. What's the point of doing all this? So that's Nothing. what I'm saying. Like sometimes what what gets you permanent residency is not how skilled you are, but how persistent you are right, and how you can deal right, with the system. Right, right. And the problem, man. Yeah. Okay. Look, you raise numerous good points, Ali. Yeah. So this mm. is hopefully going to get rid of that because it's going to get yes. rid of all the backlog of people that were like you know in those low end jobs. So all of a sudden you have new places, and someone like him who's earning a high wage and is in a field that there's a dearth of people in should be able to get their permanent residency in a month, in twenty days, mm. as opposed to two years. You know, and that's what actually convinces someone like him to go like. Hey, maybe I should go to like Germany. Maybe I should go to Canada. Maybe I should go to the US. Like it's, mm. it would be much easier for me to do all of this shit over there. Ali, please yeah. do me a write up of this. Yeah, this I can is do great. This is amazing. This yeah. is awesome. Please do that. That's. I'm surprised you didn't Wow, because already. that's always <laughs> just been the thing that's always stuck at my craw about Labour when they came in and they said, yeah, yeah, we're going to increase the Liberal Party's target of migration. Yeah. yeah. No, not <laughs> like this. <laughs> really hurt. Yeah. And it was always the thing when people said, you are c- critical of Labour. Well, now I've got no reason to be critical of them. Yeah. Like well, that's, yeah, honestly, it sounds, that's great. You should do definitely do a bit of that. Mm. And James Corden's final show on a video on that too, but both important. And the Home Affairs Minister was <laughs> said... Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> there was a question raised in he the... He quit so he could apply for citizenship. <laughs> yeah. You just get an email the other day. It's like, our, like forwarded like friendly Geordies. And it's just like James Corden applying for a job. You're like, what? <laughs> like, I really like it, man. It's, it's fresh, yeah? I, I'm on the same level politically too. That would be mad. What do you, what do you think about I this? I could play the piano. <laughs> I dance around for you. Well, you're hired. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll take, all loads, I'll take all loads of abuse and never say anything about you. Like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, one of the questions that was raised after the speech from the minister was, uh, how do you think this will contribute to the housing crisis? Because if you're if the immigrants come in and that increases demand and there's already, you know, a dirt of supply and there's also like, a, I mean... The dirt of supply bit is a bit so controversial because you could argue that that's not the case. But either way, the 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 d- demand is making the prices of houses higher, and Australians aren't able to afford houses. To Absolutely. which the minister responded by saying, "The post-COVID era, where we should have had COVID not happened, we would have hundreds of thousands more immigrants. In fact, the freeze on immigration after COVID cost the uh, cost Australia the greatest labor shortage." Since the Second World War, and look at where we are now. Housing is a mess. And so her argument was that the issue with housing isn't immigration. It's something else. 
She didn't mm. go into what that something else was. Well, we know what it is, right? Negative kind of gearing, know. no caps Negative on gearing, buying. Yeah, like the incentives for like people to keep buying yeah, up houses commodity. and getting richer. Yeah. Uh, driving the up the cost of it. But that'll never be solved, right? Is, didn't you explain that it's the situation is kind of like labor can't, t- no one can touch it. No so, one can touch it. So we're just, Australia's fucked for housing no. forever. And let me just go through the reason for that again, <sighs> which is it's in fucked. short, the Liberal Party's version of Medicare, as in the Liberals would love to gut Medicare. They would love it. It is the same with Labor Party and housing. And we know this because they went to two elections promising to do something about housing and they got beaten back twice because they were going to do something about housing. Mm. So Australians want Medicare and they want their houses to be worth $2 million. Sorry, that's what the electorate wants. As public right. servants, you can only do so much. Shit. So there's no, that's it. Houses are just going to be perpetually going up. Yeah. Shit, that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Time to, Ipswich is looking good. All right. Speaking of like, well, while we're on the topic, there's a new study Fuck. that was published Sorry, by... Sorry, this is very unprofessional. I gotta, it's like a horse. That was published in Japan, Jordan. And they're saying that the by the year 2070... The Japanese population is going to reduce by one third. So currently, it's around 110 million, and they're saying that it's going to reach around 75, 77 million by the year 2070, assuming that they double their immigration. Whoa! Look, I think the Japanese are happy with that. It's a tiny island. They're not. Well, I, I'm sure they're, the government isn't happy with it, but I'm sure the people. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the government should be scared. And same thing but is happening in Italy, where mm. literally schools are closing down because the number of children is just dramatically reducing. Mm. Um, hospitals with uh, pediatric divisions are also... But I don't really understand this whole thing about having a big country. Is Yes, you want the purchasing power or whatever. Mm. Luxembourg seems to be doing fine. I mean, it really depends on what kind of an economy you've got going. But the other thing is like... The way our economy is, yes, we need people. We just need consumers at the end of the day. However, if, and you're going to hate this, Jordan, but if we, if this whole AI revolution ends up happening, then maybe we could see, we, we could like sort of move to a place where consumers, the number of people is not fundamental for capitalism. Yes. Which currently it is, unfortunately. Yes. But this is the whole thing. This is the one point that I do agree with hippies on. <laughs> At the end of the day, really, wh- why is consuming so important? Because uh, it makes I, money. It I makes know. taxes. I hate that yeah. word. Eh? Every it's time hard. you buy something, you pay a portion of that to tax. But Every what time if you the buy world something, population reduced and then everybody just needed to consume less as a result nice. of that. Yeah, I mean, your standard of living would go down. Would it? Yeah, it would. In the current system. It also depends on what kind of a country you are. Honestly, for a country like us, it's not nearly as big of a problem as it is for, let's say, a country like Italy or a country like uh, the UK. Because we... Well, a country like Pakistan, it's a problem that you're having so many kids. Yes, but that's because the pendulum has swung all the way to the other end where there's just way too many people and there's a lack of resources Mm. in places like Italy and England. Sure. I mean, there's some lack of resources, but that's not the issue. The issue is that there's not enough people that are filling in jobs that are crucial to keep the economy going at the level that it is going now. Yeah. But 
So what I'm saying is like for countries like Australia or a country like Saudi Arabia, having a big population, not that big of a deal because most of our money is actually coming from uh, natural resources that we're exporting, which are indifferent to the number of people that are living on that land. Mm. However, if you are a country like uh, the UK, where most of your income comes from either like the financial sector or manufacturing, you need people to manufacture. And if you're, or some a country like Japan as well, if the number of people that are working in your factories and your industries is going down, so is the number of, uh, so is the output that you're producing. I'm sure that Japan is moving all of their manufacturing out to the third world. No, no, no. But like, I'm talking about high-end manufacturing as well. So I'm not talking but about like- When it comes to high-end manufacturing, stuff. that's when you get into the AI stuff that's already here. That's what I'm saying. So like, if we do, but we're not there yet. This conjecture that we might go there, some people think that we're definitely going there. But if we do go into that realm where AI is producing most of the, then maybe this population collapse is coinciding at the best time possible. Yes. Right? So maybe like there's a cosmic plan behind this. But we still don't know. I remember seven, eight years ago, I was talking about how AI is taking over and how this was the time when Elon Musk was essentially automating the entire Tesla factory with these massive robots that were going to be making cars from literally start to finish with like a few people just monitoring how the progress is going. And I remember saying that to uh, your uh, neighbor, uh, who, by the way, is like one of the pioneers of tech industry. He was, he he's, I think, responsible for one of the first computers ever made. Yes. So, and he's Shit. like, he was in, so he's very much involved in this. And he said to me, he's like, just hold your horses. We're not nearly close to that. And I was like, but like, yeah, yeah, I know we're not there yet. But like in 10, 20 years, like, I don't know about the timeline that you're talking about sure. either. And I was like, ah, you're an old man. You don't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> you know what happens? Three years later, Elon comes out and says that automating the Tesla factory was the, wor the, was the worst decision that he had made. He was like, um, it just wasn't ready. Uh, you can do big machines can do like big things. But like moving things into like positions and stuff, machines are not capable of that. And so he had to like roll back. And he had to get rid of a lot of those machines and got more people working. And then I was thinking, Jordan's neighbor was right. Mm -hmm. And of course he'd be right. He's been working in this industry for so long. Which gives me this doubt that this timeline that people are talking about may not be, may not be as quick as, as we assume. So in which case, we're in a race against time. We probably need a lot more AI investment because we're moving towards a population collapse. Japan is just... Like, it's just so futuristic, even in that term. Like, what Japan is going through is not a problem that we're going through. But we imagine that by the time Japan is at that collapse, we would be collapsing as well. And so we're hoping that by that point, that collapse would not matter as but much. But doesn't population uh, reduction, like, drop coincide with income uh, going up? Like income, yeah, urbanization. Yeah. It usually does, which is the problem that we're facing. Like, but, a lot but, of... Uh, what I'm saying is it'll more or less be a problem globally as every country becomes more affluent, or at least China Yeah, but like and the, the and problem stuff. is that the third world is still... Getting into that phase. It's still so early. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> where we were in like but what's the, the 60s and 50s. But what's the problem? What's the actual problem you're concerned about? The problem is that there's not going to be enough people to make consume, which means that the total economic pie is going to diminish. 
yes, there's going to be lesser people, but a lot of people are going right, to go into Japan right, because right, of it. Right, and that's the worry that a lot of countries have. So what's Japan going to, what, for example, what's Japan? Japan is because Japan is too far ahead in this situation. So what are they doing? Seriously, like what are they going to do? Uh, they don't know. They're trying to just increase the number of people. They keep I knew incentivizing. It. Anime was evil. I knew people. it. <laughs> and they're also increasing immigration. They're trying to increase immigration as much as possible. And it was, it was yeah, an what are you going to do? It's a There's real, no it's a solution. weird phenomenon because God, it's just this uh, endless tinkering, though, isn't it? Because honestly, migration at the levels that we have had it is very detrimental to our economy. I don't know if I agree with that, man. Migration, like, okay, if you look at when Australian economy opened up to migration, it actually ushered in like a two decades of growth. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, but again, it transformed. Like, but you always have to just be measuring it. You're be like, yeah, but like it also coincided with Paul Keating's era, which literally moved Australia. I would say from a second world country to a first world country. And migration had a big role to play in it. So there's a lot of... The problem... Like, look, I'm, there's a lot of drawbacks to migration as well. But on a whole, for the economy, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It might be bad culturally. It might make your politics toxic. It might create further polarization. And you have to hedge whether it's worth doing that or not. I said I buy it. I think that, yes, if you're getting migrants that are going to be contributing $70,000 a year in their jobs yeah. coming here, yes, that's fine. If, however, they're coming here and they're just replacing bricklayers because they can do it cheaper, yeah, but that's not good for the economy. No, it's not not anymore. Which is why that's it. That's what I'm saying. In fact, it didn't mm. even matter to us. Like that's why I'm saying like this new policy of the Labour government should have been implemented ten years ago. Honestly, so, uh, so we moved from from the time where we don't need unskilled manual labour, but there was a time in the Western world where they needed it. Yeah. Particularly after the Second World War, which is why a lot of people that Australia was again late to this because of its history with being anti immigrants and but the rest of the world was looking to get unskilled labor to literally work at factories because there weren't enough people to be doing it. But now we're at a position where we definitely don't need it. Mm. Which is why you see move towards skilled migration. Mm. Mm. So like I think everything is like a, the policies are a product of their time. You might get lag because of certain governments that weren't really paying attention to it but we are moving there we're not getting those unskilled i labor swear anymore. to god though you can just get by with a smaller population but just doing the and encouraging the right employment sectors for your country i swear that you can do i that. think australia probably could because of our economy but then again that means we're hedging our bets completely on the mining sector for the foreseeable future, which in again in hindsight, I don't think is a bad, like I don't think that's too unreasonable either. Like we've got, like particularly if this green transition happens the way we're expecting it to transition, then uh, yeah, we've 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 got a bright future without having a that's huge mad. population base. <laughs> but we still need extremely skilled migrants to help us with that transition either way. Yeah, true. But I also think that Japan could definitely be doing exactly the same thing. And on top of that, I think that Japan, generally, this is what I hear, a lot of them are fine with going into negative growth. Hmm. They like it. Why? They like the fact they've gone into a recession. Really? Because they were just promised that if they just turned themselves into AI machines and worked all the time, that everything would be great and happy. And it's kind of just turned into a cyberpunk film. And they, so they don't like it. Yeah. And yeah. they like the fact that the economy's slowing down and so people 
have to work less. And, yeah, right. You know? I mean, I, I like... People I, don't have to work less. People have to work more. In Japan, for instance, you can't set retirement ages like that. Like, there's 65-year-old, 70-year-old workers that cannot retire. So what Japan is doing is essentially giving them these bionic backs. So That's like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm only seeing ups for Japan. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. No, it I is. Know. I'm telling you, it's a cyberpunk dystopia. It <laughs> but the, it's but just the, slowly cyborging all these old people. But but like, like <laughs> but like, but why is it? And the, then you can just download the consciousness into a robot, and then it'll just be like, "Arigato gozaimasu," and come to work. That, which is <laughs> why. Which is why. By the way, just another. So maybe we don't need AI. In France, we need cyborgs. old Japanese cyborgs. In France. They increase the retirement age and the pension yeah, and they, age. And they striked. They went on strike. Because of this reason. You just the productivity is gonna diminish if you let people but retire wait, what, at the same level when there was an ample supply of young people. And hence and because of this, Japan has been in perpetual protest for the last months where like it's really annoying for the government. They don't know how to deal with this. And it's in fact gonna result in some horrible election results next time around. Really? And but but, but what they'll still get in. Oh yeah, but well, whoever, someone might, someone obviously will get in. But this is again a consequence but of what, the but why is, population. Why is it that when uh, affluence goes up, population d- goes down? Because it seems like more like an existential question. People it's don't like uh, kids. The, is the only reason to have kids as income? Like surely there's a there's a connection. There's a there's a there's a human evolution. Not even evolution. There's like a spiritual reason to have children. Why is it that when money goes up, people just don't have like they're not? I think pe- a lot of it is to do with education. It's also not what do you just mean, money. Like, it's money dumb to have a kid. Biggest contributing yeah. factor. Why is it dumb to have a kid? Because it's expensive. Well, no, it depends. Like you're right. There is an increasing economy, but there's also increased education. And so, the more educated you are, the mm. less you need all these manual labor, little tiny midget lackeys around sure you milking sh- cows. But surely there's other reasons to have a kid than income. No, but like here's the thing. Right? It's not. No, income, but like uh, now, as an educated person, way. now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get like one or two kids, and I'll do it, and I'll freeze two's eggs and we'll do it when we're like 40 or whatever yeah. that's just what happens when you start becoming educated but it's mm. also not education or income alone and the biggest contributing factor is urbanization why so though? it's more when, expensive when you're in rural areas and you're primarily farming you need people to you need a ma- lot of people to work yeah. so women historically that were having 10 kids weren't doing it because they thought innately that oh having 10 kids is fulfilling me more it's because that's yeah, how you it. had a well-functioning household that earned so income so cities don't but require when you, when you move into cities and people move into factories the idea of having 10 kids is such a big liability mm. so all of a sudden women decide i'm not gonna have 10 kids i'm gonna have one or two mm. and so so the reason why we had this big base is because we're coming from an agricultural time and we're carrying that massive base of people where people had 10 kids because you knew three of them were going to die anyways, right? Yeah. And so now we're moving into this urbanization. Now we're in an advanced uh, phase of it where the bulk of the population that we had created in the agricultural times is now depleting. They've I reached get that. their end. I get that, but why is the Japanese Japanese population in such rapid decline? Like, is there some, like, masochism there? Is there some sort of, like, we hate ourselves? Or, like, it doesn't... It makes sense for it to stagnate and maybe start going, like, down. But, it's like... also the cost of living, I guess. Right, so it's, like, a mix of that the with the cost of, of living. Cost of living in urban Japan, yeah. Well, there has to be... Maybe they should start, like, re- not Japan, generally uh, through the world, start rethinking the sort of f- cities. Like, make them more... Or, I don't know, just, like... 
like bolster an environment where it's like okay to have kids because otherwise it, it is like even in Sydney now it's like insane it would be insanely expensive so it's like maybe there sh- isn't there a way to encourage Dude, it, it? Is, it is exactly what I was reading about with Karl Marx where it was saying that in the I hate these words but capitalist system you're always teetering on the edge of a crisis and it's only a matter yeah. of time before it tips over and it all starts again and that's just the nature of it that's really all you can do is all, all these genius economists are doing all the time is trying to prolong the crisis collapse. But that's not a but solution. It inevitably happens. It's just like a band-aid solution. It's like just we'll, we'll this and that here and there, but like this and that, but like <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is Spaniards should run the city. Um. Oh, that <laughs> and also he'd just be like, yeah, the vapes. That's a, in fact, all of it, you should get beheaded if you try. <laughs> he'd probably that. be the best leader. He would be sick. But there has Spanian to be, for PM. But there has to be some... There has to be some some like big picture thinking here, and I'm sure Labor can do it. Where there has to be some like big picture thinking of like, how can we make it more um, lucrative and 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 like, uh, you know, attractive to want to have two or three kids? There's got to be a way. Increase wages for one, maybe tax companies more, uh, build more out in regional areas so it's not all condensed in one area. More job opportunity, aren't these things? They're that trying all of that, Miss. But at the end of the day, you can't yeah. beat nature. It's just yeah, yeah, that's it. You it's, can't beat nature. It's just yeah. eventually societies collapse. They're <sighs> trying all of what you're saying. In it's, Japan, they are they're doing pissing it. their pants. They're trying everything oh that God. they can. Such so it's not a, it's not it's not some sort of existential thing of they hate themselves. It's just all these lots of things. Uh, it's well, it's capitalism, really. Is that what it is? Yeah, but look, here's my argument about that. It's just like I just really don't see another way of organizing society. I know, that, and really? this is the whole thing, right? Like, I know that people are always going to be saying like, "You need through to the revolutions," all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, these idyllic things of how society produces. I mean, the thing is, the stuff that Karl Marx is talking about. When you even talk about something like feudalism, really the same principles are applying there. It's what is feudalism? In a sentence, it's just like a lord owns you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he's actually saying that it was a much more honest system because everybody knew that they were that you know they owed a third of their crops to the lord and two thirds of the crops were theirs. Yeah, and so actually, it took them generations to even accept wage. They, wow, original peasants were saying that's slavery. I'm above well, a slave. Oh, I'm a chef. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's what Chomsky says. What? I listened to Chomsky recently and they're like, what about the, people always been like, the West is the best, right? Wages, free market. And he's like, and he's, it's pretty intense. But he's just like, what is your job? It's, 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 you're, you're a slave. Like, that's what he's saying. He's just like, you told, you've got, you've got your, conf- you've got your wiggling room, but you, it's essentially a form of slavery. And it's like. Actually, isn't that what Das Capital was saying? I just remember this, that wages is the last resort. So when you've got nothing else to sell, you sell your labor. Labor, yeah. And so you get into that cycle of wage. So, like, essentially, historically, if you were earning a wage, you were the bottom of the bottom. Yes. Everyone else was just sharing the production. (laughs) Yes. But having said that, this wage slavery did build the modern world. Yeah. You know, and and, and also the, to play devil's advocate, it does seem like the kind of thing where it's like human nature is, you know, people's like utopia, I, utopian ideas do disregard human nature. You know, people do have people get greedy, people 
yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like the people like, we can share lettuce. It's like, yeah, but then someone wants two lettuce heads. And you're like, I won't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, there's got to be a middle ground between America and like some utopian society where it's like, we all share, we grow vegetables and share them on a global scale. There's got to be some middle ground, right? Yeah, there are middle grounds. It's called Australia. Yeah, that's true, what we get. True. But the thing is, I just honestly think that any way that you organize society, there's always going to be these problems that inevitably result in a collapse. It's nothing that, where it's just going to be right. you yeah. progress. You're right. You're right. That's survival, baby. Like that's what I mean. We're, that's what we've always we've just been at yeah. odds against nature, and always, we're trying to always. like just yeah. avert catastrophe after yeah. catastrophe. That's it. It is human. And honestly, nature to dude, agree. at some point it will end. Like we just, it'll just go ahead of yeah, us, and we yeah. won't be able to control it. It is human nature. We just live with it, and it is nature. And it's like yeah, it's the same thing, you know. Like oh, a typhoon wipes. Dude, you there's out. no way our human human civilization is gonna last forever. No way, dude. No, it's not happening. Like, and it's not even forever. It's like it's probably another. If we're lucky, a hundred thousand years. If we're lucky, if we're lucky yeah. really, yeah, well, probably not. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! Well, it just really depends. But I, I, I truly do think that. Look, and this is something that Marx actually was saying in Das Kapital as well. He was actually acknowledging this, and this is something that I was thinking about recently because I just did something on the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And it's very easy to just always point the picture at the greedy capitalist. Yeah. And yeah, okay undeniably so however why did australia for instance settle with an insurance scheme for you know medicare and the ndis the reason for that is at some point and china understood this this is why china actually did open up to the capitalist system because they understood that at some point the government just it's a rigid thing and it can provide things very well and it can innovate, and it's a myth to say that it doesn't innovate, and it innovates great things. It, however, does not innovate all these teeny little niche things. So when it comes to the National Disability Insurance Scheme, there it is riddled with shark companies that just take uh, disabled people for a ride. That's some of them. That is not all of them. There are private companies that are coming up with all these innovations that drastically improve disabled people's lives. And a government, first off, would never have the initiative to do it. It'd get like lost in a sea of bureaucracy to even think about it because they're so niche and small. They wouldn't even have the knowledge to perceive thinking about it. So you kind of just let these markets do their thing and then eventually they find these little niche. It, it definitely does mm. work. Yeah. You know, like it does give you these innovations. I think if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think what I'm hearing is if labor are in constantly, society be fine. And well, I just think that really, like, that, no, I'm that's, not even saying it as a joke. Like, it seems like it's common. Se- they have common sense well, policies. Dude, and dude, like, really, let's just think about this. This is something that I've been thinking about with the Labor Party. <coughs> Why is it consistently over the last 120 years one of the greatest governments on earth? I'll tell you why. Because it's just nowhere near as ideologically driven as a lot of other parties are in the world. Or uh, the thing is, look. Bernie Sanders, when people are always saying, oh, yeah, yeah, like the Greens and all that kind of stuff, and they're just putting up their AOCs and they're Bernie Sanders, what they're fighting for, the Labor Party achieved in like the 60s. You know? Mm, like, that's and, a good and point. Further, that's a good and point. Further. That's a good point. On the other hand, as well, if you were Ben Shapiro and you were smart, instead of just going back to Reagan, you would actually go to someone like Lee Kuan Yew in Singapore. That's the pinup boy of the quote unquote right. Yeah, that's the guy that organized society in a good way using those kind of principles. 
And the Labour Party looked at Singapore and thought, yeah, we'll take some of those ideas and we'll take some ideas from Norway because those are the things that are working. And it combines the two. So really, it's kind of this envy of both Singapore and Norway and it's combined them together Mm. where we have achieved similar living standards to Norway without the inhibiting taxes Mm. and, uh, you know, rigidity on the free market Mm. that they have. You know, oh, that, that's, that's, these are all Labour Party accomplishments. Mm. Man, you should vote Labour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider it next time. No, I'm joking. All right, well, thank um. you, everyone, for joining us for this week. I hope you enjoyed the pod. We will see you uh, next week, unless you're one of the cool kids and you are a patron of the Friendly Geordies podcast, in which case uh, you'll obviously access this pod before everyone else, but you also get the Uplate podcast. So... Do Along that. with the pre-show. So make sure you sign up. Yeah, there's a lot of bonuses. To Patreon <laughs> and um, continue to support us. We'll see you us. next time. Get a little blue. Bye. Bye.